Welcome to episode 21 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. along to episode 21 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Very good. Hope I'm not, not putting too much pressure on Bevan here. I've, I've been pushing him along. I've got to get away on time today. And, He's uh, got to get home for the wife to go to the gym on time. Yeah, so I'm, I'm putting him under a bit of pressure, so I'm not sure if all your P's are going to be on, <laughs> on target this today. week, I tell you, mate, I tell you. Anyway, in this week's show, with the news, we've got um, some race results over the last weekend. We had Ironman UK, Timberman 70.3, and plus another couple of other races we're going to have a quick look at. Um, we've got a triathlon tantalising picks for Canada, mm. which admittedly I haven't picked yet, but that's okay. Um, Ironman Canada, um, we've got a few races coming up next weekend as well, so we're going to cover those. Uh, also, just a couple other things in the news, which are of interest. We've got our age grouper of the week. Um, we've got product review sent today. We had an email regarding protein and the use of protein after training, so we thought we'd actually go to John's sponsor and... See if they can hook us up some stuff to try. So, yeah, we're going to go and have a look at that. Uh, Coach's Corner today, mate? We're going to go into bike etiquette. So, yeah. Last week we did swim etiquette. Don't give too much detail. (laughs) Last week we did swim etiquette. This week, bike etiquette. There's not too much run etiquette, so I might might, might have uh, fallen up against a brick wall there. But we're going to talk about that, how to ride in a bunch and, and not piss off cyclists, basically. Um, we've got high five, which you haven't put in the news bits here, mate. Oh man, I wasn't so sure about your high five. You gave you gave me a high ten. Well, I'm gonna gonna narrow it down. High five for cleaning your bike. <laughs> um, we got an email regarding you know how to clean your bike after a wet ride, and so we thought we'd actually make the high five for the week. So I ran my bicycle shop and uh, <laughs> got onto it. So and lastly, we have our questions and answers. So let's get straight into it. So last weekend we had a few races on. Yeah, well, we we tried to get hold of Embram. It was actually the weekend before, before last. last. Yeah. I think they may have even had it on the Monday. I'm not quite sure, but. Uh, yeah, we, we uh, found the results of that, and there were some pretty impressive um, performances there. It was a, a very, very strong field. Um, Hervé Foire, uh, he's a Frenchie he, uh, from Triathlon Axe. He won the race. As per last year, he was the only guy to go under 10 hours. Brought the guy, the guy who got second. You're just going to put me on the spot. All these names there. <laughs> I've given up on names. Ronaldo <laughs> Colucci, Colucci from... I'm not quite sure where he's from, but he had 10 hours and 2 seconds. Francois Chaubel, um, another French, he got third, 10 hours, three minutes. Uh, so, the, so the real challenge in this race seems to be the bike, because oh, their yeah. run times and their swim times seem to be about the same, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, the bike, look at those bike times. Well, yeah, the first 11. guy, 6.11. You go down, still the guys in the top 10 riding six and a half hours. I think the first girls were going over seven hours. So really good field. Um, our mate Stephen Bayliss there in eighth. Gilles Rabul, he's a bloody good performer. Xavier Laflock, all guys in the top 10. Olaf, who we talked to a few weeks ago, um, ninth. So really good, um, really good field there. Uh, it's quite good prize money, I think. So that's obviously why those guys have been drawn there. Uh, so some impressive racing. And uh, can we see the chicks? I know um, Bella, Bella got second. second. Yeah. That's the girl who won. I'll let Bevan uh, find that for us. But we know oh. Bella Comerford got second. So very good performance by her. Oh, they don't actually have the categories here. No, they do on the right hand side. You oh, see. Okay, we'll be good? quick. Give it up pretty quick. Keep oh, wait a second. First, second, third. There's a third. No, no. Keep oh. scrolling down. Keep scrolling down. Oh, here we go. Look at that. There we go. Estelle Leroy from Clermont Tri. So she's a Frenchie or racing for a French club. 
she just took under it 12 out. hours just under 12 hours she slid out the office 7 hours 15 on the bike 338 on the run 58 uh, minute swim so a tough day but and she Bella came in at 12 6 yeah mm-hmm. it was interesting I was actually talking to Scott Molina the other day when he was around and about this race because he won it at some stage and they used to have to do a 5k swim <laughs> so just to even it out because you do spend so much time on the bike they used to have a 5k swim and uh, I remember he said that they start in the middle of you know really really early in the morning and it's pitch black and they have a boat that leads them around with a huge bloody big flame on the back of it and just about gassed him because he was leading the swim uh, <laughs> so it's a tough day at the office but when we looked at the the number of people that actually finished it was a big field you know they had about seven eight hundred people finishing um so pretty impressive stuff so well done to you guys who did uh Embram. tough race is it just tough because the hills are ridiculous yeah it's yeah. just a very very tough day on the bike so i don't know how many coals they go over, but you know there's a lot a lot of a lot of vertical there. Sounds pretty cool. So I made UK over last weekend and uh, pretty interesting yeah. race, wasn't it? So um, old Rhodesy bloody decided to bike into a, a van or something a few Track days before. Yeah. yeah, so as you do, he was uh, he was probably the you know, the hot favourite to take that out. Um, but as it turned out, it was a bit of an interesting day. Um, I know that uh, Richard Allen was leading for much of the race. A good English fella. Got it. He injured his knee. Yeah, so it's he, a recurring injury because he'd done it earlier on in the year, hadn't he? Yeah, so mm. I'm not actually sure if he's uh, finished an Ironman or not. I could be completely wrong there. Again, my preparation may not be 100%. Yeah. But uh, he's really good over the half distance, half Ironman, uh, and he's been a really good performer for the UK over the years. It's a shame for him. Um, but yeah, so it was a bit of a bit of a surprise win, really, for Frank Haldorn. Um Now, he is a really good athlete. He's been top 10 in Hawaii for a number of years, won... Um, Lanzarote uh, a couple of times has been in the top three there numerous times and he often um, does very very well in the the old Mera triathlon which is uh, Olympic uh, Ironman distance race in Holland which is actually coming up this weekend so he's, he's a Dutch guy um, it was actually a really nice story um, because he's 37 and he uh, so he's, he's sort of getting a bit long on the tooth and yeah. he won the race and then he announced his retirement yeah, after that's that cool, so isn't it? Great way to go out, and I know he does a bit of coaching as well. Um, so well done on him. Uh, Klaus came in at second. Yeah, good race for Klaus. You know he was he was mowing them down on the run as he usually does. Does ran a two fifty two, but it wasn't quite enough. Uh, so it was interesting because he wasn't that slow on the swim this time. He did a fifty one. Klaus generally is the slowest woman normally doing yeah. the high fifties, isn't he? So yeah. he had a pretty good swim time. It's this a much time better for him. swim time, and especially when you look down there and then the top guys, the fastest swims were about what 45, 46. Yeah. So fifty one's a good swim for him. Yeah. Um, but he lost a little bit of time on the bike there to those front guys, and uh, but as always came through, uh, came through really well. So strong run at two fifty two. So. Mm. And uh, on the girls' side of things... Oh, wait a second, back it up. Oh, back it up. What about Jim B. Uselick? Oh, I thought you were going to give him a mention later on. Well, I am going to give him a mention later on, but Jim was a sensational. Jim was an age grouper, came in at third. Like, last week we were talking about how you know, we don't see age groupers making it into that top level in the Ironman races, and Jim really just kind of shoved it to us, didn't he? He was uh, leading, apparently, a long way in. He yeah, got yeah, 22 past. miles yeah, into yeah. the run, so... Um, yeah, what a, what a fantastic race. Where's he from? Is he, I wonder if he's a pom or not. I'm not quite sure. He's 35 to 39 as yeah. well. He's not like he's a bloody yeah. 25 to 29 year man. Imagine, that, imagine being an age grouper and you're leading it just yeah. a couple miles to go. So I wonder if he's kicking himself. He would have got a bit of prize money there if he had uh, entered the age group race. I mean, entered the pro race. So. See, that's the thing. Like last week we were talking about that. And to me, you know, if you, you obviously know you're pretty sharp. Yeah. You know, why, why don't you enter as a pro? I suppose he probably wanted to qualify and go to Hawaii, but mm. I mean, in my opinion, I think um, if you're in the top ten, you should get prize money. Who gives a toss yeah. if you're racing as a pro or not? Well, that's true. Just, um, if you if make you're, the car. If you're good enough, 
get the money. I mean, they talk about pros as if they're professionals, but a lot of these guys aren't. And yeah. um, so I think they should uh, change that. And anybody who finishes in the top ten gets prize money, and then you still can race in your age group. Mm, mm. So yeah, on the chick side of things, uh, the favourite Rebecca Preston. She apparently had uh, multiple punches and uh, and had to pull out. And so she had to pull out. she's had a, a fag- magnificent, magnificent, magnificent year. She's been racing every flipping Ironman on the planet. So it looked like she was trying to back up again, and um, she was a hot favourite. And I was watching the race on Ironman Live, and um, the girl who won, Didi Reesbacker, where's her? Grease, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had some monstrous lead in the swim. Yeah, there we go. She's yeah, 45, 44 out of the swim. She was in fourth place. Um, absolutely must have smoked it. And she had like a 20-minute lead or something. I was watching 70 miles into the bike, and she had about a 20-minute lead. So yeah. she obviously dealt to them pretty um, pretty badly. So well done to her. I think that was her first uh, Ironman win. So well done to her. And uh, I know Christy um, Klaus's partner got third. Yep. Um, who did we have in second there? Nicole, Nicole Klinger. Klinger, yep. Uh, so well done to you guys. No, not the world's strongest field by any stretch of the imagination. No. There was a funny story that came out of it. One guy had, because um, I, I was watching it live on Ironman Live, and, um, and again, I'm not so happy with their website at the moment. <laughs> no. I was just yeah. talking to John a little bit before saying how it seems that since they've gone to the new website, it's not as good as what it was on yeah. race day. I'm in life, it should be just so fantastic. And I'm finding they're just getting little things wrong, like the leaderboard's always yeah. out. And yeah, maybe they could sharpen up a little bit there. But anyway, there was this guy who had locked his bike up the night before so it wouldn't get stolen, <laughs> forgot to unlock it, got out of the swim, and his bike was locked up. So, oh, so he had to run back and find his key, which oh, no. that's, that's a sensational effort. Well, I mean, I guess the reason he did it, when you look at Chris McCormick and those guys yeah. with their bikes stolen at that 70.3. Yeah, some money um, sitting around those bikes, isn't there? So, so bugger, I hope he got through the race. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so um, also we had Timberman over last weekend. Timberman 70.3, and we love mentioning all the races when the guys we uh, know do very well. Uh, and Bjorn smoked everybody. Now, Bjorn gets a lot of flack, um, but people think he can't run. But the guy can run. He's a bloody good runner. Mm. And I, I'd probably say the half is probably a better distance for him, to be honest. Although in this race, it sounds like he didn't need to run because he just <laughs> dominated <laughs> on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's there's a few reasonable guys there. Michael Lovato and uh, Matt Seeley, they're good athletes. But, you know, 357 is a pretty handy time over half iron. Yeah. Man. So Bjorn, um, we couldn't actually find the splits. You know, was bloody, we were getting a bit I think annoyed, did, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he must have just ripped them to shreds on the bike, as he as he normally does. But he can run. And um, when he figures out how he can run an Ironman off the bike, uh, he's going to be pretty lethal. Because a few years ago, he did get third in Ironman New Zealand. Um, and he ran a 3.15, and he blew to smithereens. He was walking yep. parts of the run, and he still ran a 3.15. So there's no reason why I think he can't run a three-hour marathon, and if he can do that uh, with his, his standard sort of bike, you know, riding about 4.20, 4.30, and he's such a strong swimmer, um, there's no reason why he can't consistently be in the top three. So I was, I was reading on one of the forums the other day, I can't remember which forum it was, but they were saying how... You know, if someone like Bjorn, is he best just to give up on Ironman and focus on halves? You know, because well, the money's what, there. That's what Simon Lessing's done. Yeah, well, that's, that was the argument. Simon yeah. Lessing's done it, and he's obviously making better money out of it. He didn't yeah. quite make it at that Ironman level. Bjorn has got talent in this game. Um, he's a strong swimmer, strong cyclist. He's a good mm. runner. He's obviously not a top runner, but yeah. if he can get those bikes in, you know, he can race 
five or six, seven times a year. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's probably um, good to maybe do one Ironman and then spend much of the summer focusing on the halves, you know, maybe coming out to New Zealand and doing a mm. doing an early season Ironman and then focusing on halves, trying to make some money because mm. you, you just can't make money out of racing Ironman. No. <laughs> so, and he's obviously been, you know, starting to get some success on this field here and it's like yeah. maybe he's best to actually focus on just being a... Yeah. A half specialist. Well, we'll get him on the show if he's down in Christchurch next year. He's a bit mm. of a quiet fellow. We probably won't get yeah. boo, boo out of him. <laughs> but uh, But uh, we'll see what we do. But pretty amazing performance on the girls' side as well. Karen Smyers winning. Um, she just keeps going and going and going. She's like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, she's been around <laughs> for years, hasn't she? She, uh, she, w- she had a sprint finish in the 91 World Champs from the Kaylee Jones. I think it was 91. And um, so she's been around an awful long time, and she beat Kate Major. Kate Major hasn't had a super season by the results we've been looking at. Yeah. Um, but to take her down, she's one of the top pros in the world. Um, fantastic result. So well done, Karen Smyers. We also had a, a half Ironman, or 70.3, I should say, in Brazil. Oh, yes. Brasilia. So Oscar Galindez. Yep. Very strong athlete. He won Ironman Brazil, didn't he? Early he, he, on, yeah. he was either first or second in Ironman mm. Brazil. I think he might have won it. You might be right. And mm. Alexander Manzan, he was a former uh, top little athlete tiny little boy on the uh the world cup circuit very very strong runner as we can see there um he had the fastest run split by quite some time yep. uh but oscar gillen is really just uh dealt to them on the bike so pretty much a field dominated by brazilians and a few argentinas sort of argentinians sort of splattered in there as well uh, on the female side of things we had uh fernanda keller fernanda keller oh yes she won did she yes she did obviously um mm-hmm. so she's been around a long time as well um multiple third placings at Hawaii oh, really? um, but she's getting along the tooth but she's a fantastic ambassador for the sport down there and does a lot of by all accounts does a lot of sort of charity work um, very very well known in Brazil well, she's good looking it <laughs> makes a huge she always wears these really bright togs in, in Hawaii you said remember that fondly John guys get pretty excited about seeing her um, any other races no that's pretty much it right so we're going on to this what's racing. coming up and we're starting off with the triathlon tantalizer trifecta picks for Canada. Okay. So I will just reach into my pocket. So he's already done his, and I'm I'm winging mine. I wung mine. I wung mine. Wung it. <laughs> I wung it. I wung it for about thirty seconds before I came round well, here. I'm going to go for my good old mate Gordo. He's going to well, take it out. Oh bloody hell! We're going to have the same picks again. Give me the last time we actually it's, it's did his, this. Yeah, I, I remember once going to Gordo's house, and he was saying, you know, this is nothing he wants more in his career to get, <laughs> get Canada. So okay, well I'm picking Gordo as well. I'm looking down that field, and um, if Gordo's if he was at his very very best. He's going to get beaten by one of the rock stars if they were at their very, very best. Yep. Uh, he just doesn't quite have the talent. But uh, I'm looking down that field there, and I don't really see any rock stars. So I think Gordo's going to have a really strong day, and somebody's going to have to have a pretty awesome day to beat him, I think. One thing about Gordo that he's just got this great head on him, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, he's, he's focused and controlled of himself. He knows how to stick to the plan and not get out of control. And um, if conditions and the race goes his way, yeah, you know, he's going to have to have a good bike. He always runs well. He's going to run... Um, yep. Yeah, a, a, a 250 or just under 250 yep. so if he's within um, 10 15 minutes of anybody off the bike um, I'd give him a good chance so. Jeez, it'd be a great story if he won wouldn't it yeah you know like he's the you know the average oh. show who's made it yeah so who's, who's your pick for second it could be a movie about him <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Matt Leto Oh, Matt Lieto. Okay. He's, he's got his Chris Lieto's the, the yeah. first one, but you've picked him, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew the last name. <laughs> I'm going to go for Dave Harju. He's uh, won a number of races, a uh, number of Ironman races. He's my pick for second, and I think he'll probably be a pretty serious challenger for Gordo. Okay, so I'm looking who else is a professional triathlete. Uh, uh, Matthew Clark, never heard of him. <laughs> he's, he's an Aussie, I think. Yeah, I know, is but he? is he any good? Yeah, he's not bad. 
<laughs> you're giving me nothing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Matthew Clark. Matthew Clark. Yeah. Okay, he's not a bad athlete. I'm going for Courtney Ogden for uh, for third place. I don't know any of these Another guys. Another Aussie. Exactly. So you know, there's no there's no real rock stars there. Yeah. Dave Harju has won Ironman races before, but he's the probably the main man when I'm looking down there that um that that might do the damage. So. Um, Good luck to Gordo. We really hope he can pull yeah, it off. Yeah, we, yeah, big ups. We we like uh, we like friends doing well. Yeah, just one thing for those of you who want to do Canada next year, make sure you get online straight after oh, the yeah. race because it sells out in it the matter of minutes, seconds. Yeah, and we'll just have a quick look at the girls. I'm not going to put the pressure on you and, and make you do the picks. I'll just do do my. Well, at least picks. Here, so that's a yeah. So she she was first, and I'm thinking uh, probably Belinda Granger for second. Yep. And then uh, I'm going to go for Monica for third. She oh. got through Epic Camp France. Um, and uh, if she can have a reasonable run, I think she can. Uh, she should hang tough. She'll be leading out of the swim, be leading for quite some time. Uh, so, so she can have a strong bike. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how she gets on. The advantage with the females is that they can still jump in with some pretty good cyclists. Mm. You know, they're not left on a lonesome if they're an amazing swimmer. I remember one time when I was doing Ironman New Zealand and uh, Joe. Joe Lorne. Joe Lorne, yeah. Basically, she was with a pack of guys, basically, and they were kind yeah. of helping her along. And you know, and then I caught up to Monica later on in the race, and she was out there by herself. And, yeah. you know, the girls do have an advantage that they can get a pack easy enough. And so, mm. uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting So stuff. we know a lot of you guys have been doing I'm in Canada. Hopefully you have a nice warm day. It's usually pretty good up there in uh, Penticton, and it's uh, apparently a fantastic place to go and race. A bit like New Zealand, the, ta- the community really get in behind it. And it uh, should be a good day. It's becoming one of the big events, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's always, yeah. it's one of the traditional ones, one of the really big ones. Yeah. The only thing is, I guess, why they don't have such a strong field it's is too close to, it's Hawaii. Too close to yeah. Hawaii. So that's probably why we don't see too many of the rock stars there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got an Ironman career as well. Ironman career. Now, we we tried pulling up the list there, but their PDF file wasn't really opening. I had a quick scan through it yesterday. Um Jason Shortis really looks like the one to, to watch there. He's won uh, a number of races in Asia before, so I think... Uh, if form, the form book's anything to go by, he should take that out pretty comfortably. Uh, book, uh, Park Bung Yong, I'm going to pronounce that wrong, was, uh, is also racing, so he, he should be right up there. Uh, and I didn't see too many rock stars on the female side of things. So, um, good so race. So is this one of the ones where some of the lesser guys go to make some money? Yeah, generally. It's not the easiest place to get to, So, um, but they, they've got some uh, good sponsors on board this year, Standard Chartered Bank. Yeah. Uh, so it's a nice website. It's one of the better websites out there. Yeah, except mm. we, couldn't download the, <laughs> we couldn't download the entry list, so it uh, looks great. Um, yeah. <laughs> we've got a couple of Christchurch people over there racing as well. So oh, we? um, Sabine and Axel. Axel's Axel Reiser. He's going to be an age grouper to watch out for actually at this race. He won our local half Ironman last year. Uh, really improved his swimming, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's probably either in the 35 to 35 to 39 or the 40 to 44 age group, and uh, he's on pretty amazing form. And uh, first Ironman though, he wants to qualify for Hawaii. His it's dangerous though. <laughs> it's dangerous though. Dangerous to try and qualify at your first race, but uh, I've, I've gave him the pretty stern word, and I think most people have, is if he can control his pace on the bike, he should uh, rip people to shreds on the run. He's a very good runner. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. We've also got the Aldmera Triathlon in Holland, which we were talking about just a little bit before, that Frank Haldum has uh, won multiple times very flat course in Holland but it's also doubling up as the uh, European long course champs it's interesting their website's www.ironman.hu mm. oh is it no it's mm. not it's albmere triathlon.nl 
Oh, I'm looking at extreme men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, so I know there's a few people racing over there. It'd uh, be a nice flat course for you, pretty fast. I know Jonas Colting's racing. Okay. Um, so he's doubling up after Norseman, but I'm sure there'll be a few good guys racing for the European Oh, we always, title. also have extreme men. <laughs> extreme man. So extreme man, I've got a few of my Polish athletes racing in extreme man this weekend. I actually had a look through the results and it looks like a very fast course. There were some guys there that I, I didn't recognize their names last year in the results and they were going sort of about 8.10 to 8.15. Wow. So it looks like a very fast course. So um, I know unfortunately my Polish guys won't be listening because they don't speak English, yep. um, but I, hopefully they'll do well down sure there. Sure, they get a translator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what else have we Austria got Austria Triathlon. Up? Austria Triathlon, so we just thought we'd give that another mention. Uh, there's another long course race, Ironman Distance, that's not a Ironman uh, sanctioned race, which we like. We like to yeah, support yeah, support these races that, you know, that, that don't have the Ironman uh, label on them. Don't have the MDOT. So if any of you guys are racing in Austria or uh, Hungary, all the very best. So also news this week, well, I was on a slow twitch the other day, and uh, Ragnar, who's a friend of ours, who comes down to Christchurch and trains quite a lot, um, who's turned pro recently, was going to do Ironman UK, but pulled out because he was sick, wasn't he? Yeah, he actually won the Norwegian Olympic distance champs the week before, I think, okay. um, and then he got sick before the race, so he didn't end up doing UK. Okay, well he, um, he, he posted on slow twitch about how during the run, they had Diet Coke instead of Coke. Yeah, it was a shocker. That, which is just an absolute mess, I isn't I it? I can't stand Diet Coke. If well, I got it, I would probably get an upset stomach on the run because I'm, you get so sensitive. But what's, the whole point of having Coke is the sugar content, isn't exactly. it? You know, it's to give you the yeah. sugar boost to get you through that last bit of the run to give you instant yeah. kind of simple carbohydrate energy. So, yeah, so that, that, was, that was the drop the ball on that one, didn't they? I've had a shocker. Yeah. And um, it was kind of just, uh, we talked about this before, leading, this is going to lead me on to another point. We have a race down here in New Zealand, the Taupo Half Ironman, which is held in the same uh, venue, obviously, as the New Zealand Ironman Taupo. And the guy who runs the race has actually had his um, permit declined by the council because uh, he doesn't, they don't think he runs a safe race, and it's not the first time this has happened to him. It's elsewhere in the country, he's had a lot of problems with councils. He doesn't necessarily obey the rules. Um, I haven't done the race, so I can't comment too much on it, but yep. that, that's sort of the feedback I've been getting. Uh, and he also got ditched by a, a major sponsor here. He had Kellogg's sponsoring his series, and they, they, they ditched him because, again, they, they didn't feel he was running um, the races to the standards they want. And, and so that kind of leads me on is... Um, it kind of bugs me when you, you enter these Ironman races or, or, or 70.3 or whatever it is and you're paying big money to enter them. Mm, yeah, it's um, not a cheap event to do, is it? I expect to get yeah. everything, yeah. as they say, delivered. And if they say, oh, you know, we're busy, we ran out, that's not good enough. Yeah. You're paying five or 600 bucks, that's a lot of money yeah. and, and you, you should be getting value for your money. If I was at a race and I paid 20 bucks and yeah. they ballsed it up and they didn't have an aid station set up, I'd go, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's fine. You know, you, you're not you're not in it to make money. But if, you, if you're out there to run these races professionally, you've got to deliver. And if I'd been racing and I'd been getting served Diet Coke, I would have been Frickin' fuming, and that's putting it lightly. And you know, and like a lot, a lot of people would just lose it mentally, and it distraction mm. or race, doesn't it? Mm. You know, so it's oh, never yes. mind. So, yes. so but we're not we're not one to whinge. We're not one to whinge. <laughs> but the, the poms are, and, and then <laughs> oh, they came from you. Oops, oops. <laughs> I love the poms. <laughs> They're my favourites. So, <laughs> so pick up your game there, uh, I'm in UK. Yeah, that was a bit average. Mm. Also, um, we uh, just an interesting article on transition times about the. Ironman 70.3 is continues to grow and it seems to be becoming a really popular event, doesn't it? It does. I mean, that's actually going to lead. I'm actually going to. I'm going to yeah. just change the schedule here, but I'm going to lead yeah. into. We actually had an email, email. From, from somebody and they said their uh, their local was- half Ironman 70.3 uh, 
half Ironman had turned into a 70.3 this year. Uh, here we go. And it was, it was from, from Chris. Chris Nicholson. You've actually, you've actually, Chris, uh, you're obviously probably listening again. You've actually got a namesake in New Zealand. Chris Nicholson was a former uh, Olympic cyclist for New Zealand. So, well, there you go. So you, it's you the same guy. You fam- <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> he actually did end up doing some triathlons. Well, there you go. Um, but he was saying his, his local was 70.3 steelhead uh, used to be just a, a standard sort of half Ironman, and it's changed over. Um, but he said this year it's gone to 70.3, that the entries tripled. Um, but the problem he said he had with it is that the race course really couldn't handle it. Um, the bike was really packed. It was really hard to avoid drafting. Yep. Um, there weren't sufficient referees, sufficient referees to stop it. So he, he really likes the distance, but some of the races, he says, just can't handle the numbers. Um, and so he's, his sort of suggestion is that if the Ironman Corp was going to put their name behind this, they really need to comp- commit the people and money to make it successful. Um, I, think, the, I think that's a key point to me. From the outside now, again, this is only from an outside perspective, but they just don't seem to have the same level of commitment mm. at this stage to the 70.3. It seems they're, they're trying to grow it too quickly. Yeah. And they, perhaps they haven't got the planning in it, and they, mm. can, they can probably just see the dollars and going, this is fantastic. And it obviously brings in the dollars. He's just saying it's quadrupled, I mean, tripled the yeah. know, participants. So once they put their name on it, it's obviously going to bring more people to the event. Which is good for the yeah, race organizers. It's great, yeah. good for the event. Um, but at the same time, they still need to think of what makes a good event. Mm. You know, does this course then suit this amount of people? You know, maybe mm. we need to change the course. Um you know, and I've mentioned before about Ironman Live not being up to date, you know, with the 70.3, you know. It really gets to you, doesn't oh, it? Oh, I'm a techno geek. So <laughs> with things like that, like even on the weekend with the um, Ironman UK, I, like I, I, I was on the website all day just keeping up. I was really interested in what was happening. And, you know, at times I just got frustrated with it. And I just think that with the 70.3, if they're not going to have that aspect, or if they're going to not do it well, yeah. let's not have it at all. Yeah. And just have a really good update the next day. And so, yeah. that, you know, instead of trying to go to it and be disappointed that, you know, it's going to be there the next day with really good information. Mm. Um, yeah. But part of that story... I'm not one to whinge. <laughs> part of that story, uh, 70.3 is expanding further. Um, and there's going to be a race in Singapore, mm. which should be uh, pretty cool. It's really good. I think there's, there's a lot of um, popularity in Asia. <laughs> For the sport, uh, and there's some good races, but they're a little bit few and far between. Um, I mean, I coach a guy in, in China, and trying to find races for him is uh, is a real challenge. Is it? Um, and so that'll be good. It's good that they're spreading spreading the love. Uh, but let's hope they they run it to a really good standard. And uh, at the end of the day, if they're getting more people to these races, good for race directors. They can. Um, Make a bit more out of it, yep. and uh, and hopefully everybody wins as long as they run a nice, safe race, and, and, and drafting to... doesn't become too much of an issue. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see how um, the world champs go. This, yes, yeah. when are they? Uh, November in Florida. Now again, they, they seem to be giving away an awful lot of slots to this race, and it's a. I'd, I'd imagine I haven't looked at the course profile, but it's in Florida, so it's going to be pancake flat. Yep. So if they do have a big field, they're going to have awful problems with drafting because you know when you come yeah. to the World Championships, it's uh, it's a much tighter packed field, uh, and so that's the problems they have in Hawaii with mm. drafting, and obviously because of the wind and the hills there, that breaks it up. But if it's a pancake flat course, they're going to have some major issues. Mm-hmm. So I hope they've thought of that. Yeah, I'm sure they would have because they're brilliant. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, you found an article. Yeah, on just Bjorn. lastly, and um, this article has actually been around for a few years. And just because Bjorn won last weekend, I thought it's a good time to mention it. I'll have the link on the um, show notes on the website www.ironmantalk. But it's just a really great article about his bike setup. And mm. uh, like, I'm, Bjorn comes to crushes. So I remember the first time I saw his bike setup. His handlebars are just ridiculously low. <laughs> like, honestly, they're just about touching the wheel. And um, it's just yeah go onto our website and click on the link and they've, they've written up a really good article about the testing they did with his and they've got some photos showing some comparisons of his bike setup compared to the average show 
And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. So yeah, check that out. It'll be a good look. Age Grouper of the Week. Very good. I never get sick of that. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, so our age grouper of the week, now we've already mentioned this guy because he was bloody legendary, was Jim, now how do we go? Buselink. Buselink. We're going to go Buselink. Buselink. Number Buselink. 1069. 1069. Now, this is just a fantastic effort. He won his category of uh, age group of 35 to 39. He was leading the race with about a mile and a half to go. He only got taken over with a couple miles to go. Yeah. Um... Just fantastic. Had a swim of one uh, fifty-one, which would, I know, forty-eight twenty. Oh no, forty-eight, which put him shortchanging him. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, that was class. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had a bike split of four four four, which was which was number one. So he won the bike. Eight minutes quicker than Klaus, and Klaus isn't too much of a slouch on the bike. Yeah, Klaus is pretty fast on the bike. And then he came in with a run of three oh nine, so total time of eight forty-six point three five. Now, to me, that that was just a fantastic race, and mm. it's I think. All of us deep down when we first do our race, we we have a time which is a realistic goal, and then you have that time which is maybe a little bit ahead of that, you know. So you know, for me going to my last race, I wanted to do sub nine and a half, and then you know, realize I wanted to go lower than that, and that's a dream. And I think what Jim did here is he really just pulled off a dream race mm. all round, and uh, just a fantastic effort all round. Few few good age groupers there in the top ten, wasn't there? Uh, we're not going to. We're, going to, we're, mm. just going to, we're just going to do single age group of the week because mm. I'm not going to fall into your trap of doing mul- <laughs> multiple age groupers every week. It's age grouper of the week. So, not. Jim, um, you know, you may have done well in the race, but I'm sure this really tops it, is that you are <laughs> age, age grouper group of, of the week. week. So, there you go. We assume you're probably off to Hawaii. So um, Yeah, we'll, we'll try to keep a lookout for you and so see how you go over there. All the very best. Mm, you're obviously going to go pretty well over there. Okay. Website of the week. Uh, we're not sure about the music. We can't remember which music we have and which bit. So, so we're, we're hoping. We're hoping. We're, we're guessing. <laughs> we're hoping it's the same as last week's. Anyway, we're quite excited this week because this week we're going to our website is the website of the week. Imantalk.com. Yes. And uh, the reason is we've actually changed it, and we've changed it uh, to make it a little bit easier for you guys to use, and at the same time, it's a bit more prettier. Because I like designing things, so I kind of sat down over the last spent hours over yeah. last week. Ben does all the technical side. I'm not taking any credit for this. He sits here for hours on oh, end. Oh, did I really? I spent, I spent way too much time. My girlfriend goes, you're coming to bed? Oh, just a couple of hours. <laughs> so the love life hasn't been too flashy this week, but that's okay. Uh, um, but the thing is, is that we've simplified the website, and so now that the front page is pretty much just the show notes from this week's show, and each week that will go on. And then we have an archive page from all the other weeks. We've taken away all the articles, and what we're going to do with the articles from here forward is that John's website, when he updates that, which is going to be... Oh, don't you're putting pressure on me to do work here. <laughs> John's John's article is now going to be where you, you get to see all the articles because he generally writes them all, so I can't really take any credit for it. So <laughs> um, so we have our, our main page, we have an archive page, we have a how it works, and then we just have our links page, which is just all our websites of the weeks from the past and links that we, you know, you guys may want to keep from the past. One other thing we've introduced this week, which we think is really cool, as Steve Jobs from Apple would say, we think that's really great. So, um, as we've introduced a blog, now the blog is not a part of our website. We've used a, um, a company called TypePad, and we thought we wanted what we wanted to do was we wanted to think of a way that we can get you guys to. 
be able to voice your opinion on some issues. And uh, so we started a blog, and in this blog, it's Ironman Talk. It, oh, don't worry, the link will be on the new website. Um, we've put up a question, and each week we're going to put up a question, and we want a topic, you to, or, or a topic, yeah, yeah, a topic, and we want you to go on there and just add some thoughts on that topic. Now, I was on a forum the other day, and there was someone complaining about females earning as much money as males as pro athletes or pro Ironman. And so John and I are not going to give our opinion on this at this stage. What we want to do is we want you to give your opinion, and then next week we'll come back and we'll, we'll maybe take the top two comments from it and we'll give our opinion on the subject. And each week we're going to choose a different subject regarding something in Ironman sport or triathlon, which we think we'd like to hear about from you. Also on our blog, we'll put up our latest show notes from each week's shows, and you guys can then go on there and add any comments regarding the show. Um, we don't want anybody to say we suck and we're crap. Yeah, it's only good stuff. If you say we suck, <laughs> we wipe it. We do it. Yeah. do <laughs> Blacklist you. <laughs> so, so that's kind of cool. So we're just trying to think of ways that we, you guys can feel you can contribute to the um, to the show, and I think it's good to be putting kind of controversial topics out there and seeing what people mm. think. And uh, so it's a bit different. I mean, there's loads of forums out there and things like that. Mm. So we're hoping this is going to be a little bit different and um, just sort of a weekly poll and um it's only going to work if you guys sort of contribute otherwise we're just going to have a little question up there no one's going to answer and we'll <laughs> look like right go dicks. on there yeah you must i'll just get my mum to write on it so yeah. <laughs> right so that's our website of the week which is ironmantalk.com check it out oh, because it took me hours it's beautiful i need a new photos of us and we look <laughs> we look terrible i'm sitting by the pier you in look hawaii. like a porn star I mate do. i know <laughs> it's in hawaii it's post-race hawaii and then we've got this terrible one on the on the archive page where yeah, let's just not go there. Yeah. So that's our website of the week. Very good. Very good. So do we have, what, what's up next? Well, Product you, review you, said we don't have music for this. We well, yeah, I don't know. Okay, we'll do. Okay. One, two, three. Product, Product review centre. <laughs> so, review's hard, isn't it? Oh, review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway, we had um, a question in about... Um, the use of protein. The use of protein for sort of post-training um, recovery and so on. So... Uh, we I, I just got in contact with Pro Four and my sponsor and um and they sent us down you might some be sponsoring me soon. They <laughs> <laughs> sent down some uh, one of their products, Recovery and Repair, which I've given Bevan a sample of and he's um, been cracking into that. And uh, so we just thought we'd go into obviously why you use protein powder and, and use um, Pro Four as a bit of an example because there is a lot of choice out there and um, if you do go for say one of the, maybe the cheaper products you do kind of get what you pay for. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to go sort of go through what to look for in a protein powder. So you've just only just tried it. What were your sort of first impressions? Okay, so um, we'll go into more why protein is important at the moment. But for me, flavor wise, it was bloody beautiful, which yeah. is always important with product. Um, the other thing which John didn't pick up, which I did, but it was easy to mix. Now I've used a lot of protein powders over the years, and one thing you find with protein powders is that when you stir it together, you just get gluggy bits of lemon. You know, you could chuck it in the blender, I suppose, but I'm a bit lazy when it comes to it. I just like to put it in a cup and stir it with my fork. And I found that yeah, it was just so easy to mix. And so for me, regarding those two things, it's based on you know, just basic taste and just the ease of use, I found it really great. Yeah. So, I mean, protein is really important when you finish training because um, just to put it in simple terms, you, you damage your muscles mm. and uh, protein helps to repair them. When you get a lot of protein powders also, they've got a reasonable amount of carbohydrate in them um, and that's obviously going to help you replenish um, the lost glycogen you've you've had during training. So it's got those two aspects you're looking for. The fascinating thing is, is that protein is more important straight after training than carbohydrate. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of athletes just think I'm hungry, lacking energy. Yeah. I'll just get some carbohydrate into me, but they neglect the fact that their muscle needs it repairing. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um, 
And so the other good thing by taking uh, something that in a fluid format um, is it's going to be easy to digest. Whether you know it's winter or summer, it's going to go in very very quickly. Whereas if you've got a if you're feeling hot and stuffed, you often don't want to have you know a huge big bowl of muesli or, or whatever you're going to have. Uh, so it goes in very easy. You can blend in a few things. I mean, what I typically do is um, just have like half a liter of milk, a banana a reasonable amount of uh, protein powder and then add in some fruit and you're getting a, a huge amount of carbohydrate and obviously protein in there as well. So so it works well on, the, on, on that regard. Oh, Bevan's, Bevan's <coughs> coughing up. He's, he's ridden too hard today. Oh, he smashed he's, me. He's blown up. We've got some funny stories about today. Right? We'll, 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 we'll go into that a bit later, later on. <laughs> it was a bit of an entertaining one. Um, so, yeah, so... It, protein is, is really important and you've got to get it in like Bevan said really quickly yeah, after definitely. training within an hour yeah you know, basically as soon as you come in you want to get a good protein shake in you and protein mm. shakes to me are the best source of doing that unless you're you know when you come home from Shane the last thing you feel like doing is cooking up some meat or you know cooking you know getting yeah. those protein rich foods and uh, as John was saying it's just really palatable you know you can just exactly. knock it back straight away exactly okay so let's let's give him a bit of a plug why is it more important um, or that it's better well it's uh, there's a number of different um, sources of protein and they use um a few different types, um, rather than just using one type of uh, protein source like some of the other uh, the competition. Uh, and they've also got long-lasting carbs, and they only use a little bit of fructose. Um, and the reason why that a lot of the other companies sort of flavor their protein powders to make them taste good, they use a lot of sugar. Um, with the Profil one, they try to sort of reduce that a little bit. Um, but I'm like you. The big thing that is flavour, and they obviously do it without using too much sugar. Yeah. Uh, and I love the flavour of this. It comes in vanilla and chocolate. Chocolate's all right. I get a bit sick of it sometimes. But mm. um, vanilla, whew, gold. It's great. It's got a little bit of a coconut, coconut flavour to it. Oh, coconut vanilla. Oh, it's, <laughs> oh, oh. It's salivating. Oh, there's dribble. Oh, the microphone's oh. gonna blow up. There's dribble all over them. Show finished. <laughs> So yeah, so it's just it's a good product. Um, obviously, there's loads of choice out there. But Pro4, if you go to their website, we'll put a link up there. Pro4bodyfuel.com. Uh, um, you can get it through the states now. You can get it pretty much all around the world. Uh, they're sponsoring a number of races. So mm, they sponsored uh, Roth. Sponsored Roth. They sponsored the Challenge Queenstown race. Yeah. Um, so it's good stuff. Um, but but uh, you know, there, obviously, there's plenty of choice out there. We would encourage you to have some protein. Um, yeah, I, I as think part that's of your post. really important, especially after the races, just to get that protein into you. Mm. Um, not just after your race, after training, because you know the muscles are the thing that does the work. And so if you're not going to recover them, the next day when you get out, they're slightly back. And so yeah, my def- muscles aren't recovering very well at the moment. <laughs> why, why is that, John? <laughs> Smash myself a little bit too much at the weekend. <sighs> Beautiful. Very good. Okay, so there we go. We're going to move on to high five. I know you don't want to do it, but I'm doing it. I don't want to do I'm it. I'm doing it. I'm leaving One, two, three, four, high five. I'm leaving you out in, out in the cold. I, I made my suggestion that we should hold this topic back, but no, Evan's going I'm ahead. Pulling out, I'm pulling it out. I'm pulling it out. So we had um we had an email regarding, someone emailed me. I can't remember. Have you got this in here? Uh, I think I may have somehow deleted it. Oh, where's the love? No, no I think I've, oh, you, you go on and I'll It's really important because it. people actually love it when we say their names. So I'm going to make up a name. Uh, Samuel. Uh, so we had an email from some guy. No, with, Steve in Coconut Creek, Florida. See? He, so. he might have heard some of that vanilla coconut flavoured uh, report. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so Steve. Yeah, so Steve, how you going, mate? Um, he just sent us an email regarding us about cleaning your bike after a wet ride. And it's a question that I thought was a really great question. And so I actually rang uh, our local bike shop guy from Scotty Brown's. So give him a plug because Scotty always looks after us. And uh, a guy called Daryl there who is, t- is kind of recognized as Christchurch's best race mechanic. Um, a really, really good right bike mechanic, at least I should say. So I rang him. I just said, what, you know, what are the basic things that 
we should do to look after our bikes and regarding cleaning it and stuff like that. And I'm sure you adhere to all these things. <laughs> it's funny because I, I did this big three-day training weekend a few weeks ago with all these cyclists and I was the only triathlete there and they go to me, about three guys said to me, you know the worst thing about triathletes? They never look after their bikes. So. <laughs> you ride along with Bevan and the constant the whole way around, squeak, squeak, squeak. Oil's his chain about once every flipping six years. Still goes, but so, still you, goes. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of being a bit of a hypocrite here. But you must, you must do this. Okay, so first thing to do after it rains, after you've been on a wet ride, is to make sure you actually just wash it down. So first of all, just wop it down. Wipe, wop it down. <laughs> wop it. How do you how do you wop your bike? I've never wopped my bike in my life. Uh, focus, <laughs> focus. You can wipe it down. Section sponsored by Burger King Whopper. <laughs> I'm losing it. Okay, and then after that, you need to when you need to oil the chain. Now you need to oil the chain. He was saying, depending on wet times, you want to do about once a week. Um, but if, if it's kind of summertime, maybe once every two weeks. When you're oiling the chain. Make sure that you only just put enough on that it just gets around. So you drip a couple of drips on and spin the, the chain around a few times. If it is dripping, and it shouldn't be dripping, but if it is, just get an old rag and just wipe that down. Um, while you're cleaning down the bike, I haven't really got a five structure here, have I? You haven't. Um, as, as you're cleaning the bike down, he says... Um, the listeners are complaining. <laughs> I can see them seething. <laughs> Focus, man. <laughs> um, it's a good idea to use a car brush when you're cleaning down the bike and to use some warm, soapy water. So you use it, you just get all that stuff out. Don't use a, um, what are those water compression things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. don't use High those. Powered. Yeah, because you basically you pull all your stickers off. And Big no-no. Yeah, don't don't use it. <laughs> just get a good old rag or, and a good old car brush and give it a good wipe down. Make sure you wash down all the soapy water off afterwards or you can leave it out in the sun to dry. Um, while you're doing, cleaning your bike, it's a good time to check for glass in your tyres. And again, this isn't something I'm too flash on. It's probably why I get so many. I got another flat tire. I was doing a time trial last weekend. I got another flat tire. So didn't get one today. So I was pretty happy. Yeah, happy it was about negative 15 degrees, and you didn't get one. So yeah, that was pretty good. That. Lastly, um, a couple of things. He said, uh, make sure you check the cables for fraying, which is a good idea at this stage mm-hmm. when you clean your bike. So just give him a look over those things. He said, uh, I think I've already said this, but I'll just do it again. Make sure you do clean your bike every two weeks. Now I don't think you're that good at that either, are you? I'm not. I'm going to give my little two cents worth because I don't have anything involved in this session here. Um, But I think the key thing is you've got to look after your chain and your group set. And so like Bevan said there is uh, you've just got to look after your chain. That's a key thing. I don't care if I've got mud on my frame. uh, It doesn't really bother me. So I think key thing is to keep your chain clean. Like you said, you don't put too much oil on. Wipe you give your chain a bit of a wipe down and then just either... um, have it use an oily rag or just put a little bit of oil on there and, and to keep it lubricated so it doesn't squeak. Yep. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, somebody. Uh, that's probably the key thing to do. And also just, like you said, check your cables. Um, yep. You've got to make sure that they're still working well, not fraying, and also not getting rusty. If you're down in Florida and if you're getting much sea spray on there, you've got to look out for rust as well. Um, that's probably the, a couple of key things. And uh, and checking for wear on your tyres yep. and, and nicks and things like that. Yep. Sucks getting punches. And, and like with your tyres, if you know they're getting worn, and again, I'm a bit guilty of this. If you know they're worn and it's just about need to replace, just replace them because, mm. um, like for me, I didn't. I learned to listen because I didn't a few weeks ago and I went for a ride and my tyre popped in the middle of nowhere. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. But there's eight. still one more. There's still, oh, one, there's more. still one more. It's the high, the high, high nine. nine. So just, um, he just said that it's a good idea to take your bike into your bike shop every once in a while and get your chain checked. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah, make sure you do that. So that's or your, you get a student. 
and pay a student yeah. every fortnight to clean your bike. Yeah, and pay them like 50 cents because they'll take yeah. anything. So that's your high nine. High nine. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. High, high nine. nine. Okay. Oh, mate. We're going to find Trademark some. that one. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where's he? Um, just let me do this one. Oh, sorry. It's Coaches Corner, an association with triathloncoach.net. But just because you put your bloody website in you got to come. I know. Uh, righty ho. I feel so neglected. Now, we're on to the professional side of the show now. <laughs> no more, none of this mucking about and walking, Well, I noticed you've got 12 tips here, mate. Oh, I can have as many as I like <laughs> in my sections. So last week we uh, had swim etiquette. And Bevan's been practicing a little bit of that. Well, uh, just a quick digression here. I went swimming the, the day afterwards, and Scott Molina was in the lane with me. Now, Scott, if, if you don't know, is a Very fantastic swimmer. swimmer. And I'm not a fantastic swimmer. And so I'm trying to keep to these etiquette bloody rules. And <laughs> I so couldn't, because I couldn't give him 10 seconds. I had to jump on his toes and hold on like hell. So, so we, we, we're working on it. We're working on it. But bike etiquette, uh, pretty important because... Um, you know, some of you guys are hermits and you do all the <laughs> training by yourself. So again, you probably switch off this section. Um, but for those of you that are going to go out with some group rides and perhaps you, you're not quite sure on what you should be doing in certain situations, we're going to go through a few tips. Now, I am going to have this article ready probably some stage in the next week. We will put it up on uh, your website, my website. Um, but we're just going to rip through these. Uh, it's really, yeah, it's, it's about bunch riding and uh, making sure that you're basically not pissing people off in the bunch, especially yep. if you're going riding with cyclists. Especially important. They don't like triathletes. They don't. Bevan still hasn't got his zero bars on because he looks like a dick if he goes training <laughs> with the cyclist with the zero bars on. So, so that is probably actually an opening point. Is uh, basically if you are going to go do a bike race, you should be aware that you're generally uh, not allowed to have zero bars on. And uh, if you do go riding with cyclists, just the way they are, they sometimes frown upon uh, triathletes. Uh, so if yep. you've got zero bars on, they may give you a little bit of the cold shoulder. Mm. But that that varies a bit from different parts of the world but depends if you're good if you're kind of half decent yeah they'll give you respect but if not they'll just think stupid triathletes so yeah <laughs> so I've, I've sort of divided the this um this sort of section up into a few different topics so one is getting started then i'll just have general etiquette then i'll talk about sort of uh, making your way to the front of the bunch climbing and descending and then a little bit uh, of more general etiquette to wrap it up um the first thing is that when you're going to get, get yourself started, uh, make sure your bike's in good working order. So Jeez, high, high nine was pretty helpful there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Just carry on. Professional. Come on. Phone's not ringing or anything. We're doing, we're doing well this we're doing week. Well this week yeah. um, so just make sure your bike's in good working order. Like um, Bevan, I don't know how you get away with it, but with your squeaky bike, it must drive <laughs> those guys crazy. Um, but the probably a big thing is make sure your gears are working well because if you're in a bunch and if you're changing gears, maybe on a climb or either on the flat, you know, if you start, um, your speed changes significantly, it's going to stuff up the rest of the group. So so make sure your um, your bike's in good working order and it's nice and shiny and then the cyclists will, will know you look after and your bike. And it's really true. They really do comment if you, because speaking from experience here, they, yeah. they really do let you know yeah. how you need to do this stuff. Um, if you're going on a bunch ride for the first time with a specific bunch um, and you're going with, say, a couple of mates, ask them how the ride sort of works. Is it just, say, you know, you're going out for two hours and you're just going to sit in the pack because... For example, we've got a ride in Christchurch, which is a Sunday bunch ride, and uh, it's about 100 kilometres, so let's say about 60 miles, something yeah. like that, 60, 70 miles. Um, and during that ride, there's a hammer session, so you sort of ride out pretty easy, and then from a certain point, yeah. they just absolutely balls to the wall for about um, 20k yeah, or so, yeah. and uh, it all gets split up. And if you don't know about that, then you're going to be in a bit of 
bother pretty quickly so it's mm. ask if it's just a cruisy ride if it's a hammer session and then you can obviously be prepared and and know when to drop the hammer and know when not to get in people's way and most rides do have those aspects don't they mm. you know like even when we do our gorgeous ride that yep. even as we know we, we as we're on okay this is what we're doing today and so, yeah yeah um now one thing you've got to be ready for is uh when you do bunch rides, it's not your session anymore. If you go out for individual rides by yourself, you, you know what pace you're going to go at. You're either going to go to a certain power rate out, out, output or you're going to go to a certain heart rate or just a certain perceived effort. When you're going in a bunch ride, you're going to be dictated to what the bunch does. So mm. you may not get the workout you're looking for. So what you're probably going to find is it's going to be much harder in certain sections and much easier than normal in certain sections because you're going to be sitting in the bunch so we had a ride today where there was just three of us normally it's just me and bevan mm. um and so in some places um, one of us was sitting in behind drafting so it was a lot easier than mm. usual uh so so that made things a little bit different um so be be prepared for that you, you won't necessarily be able to go at your effort um and most of us are pretty selfish i know i certainly am when i go training mm. i want to do my workout um but that's not always the i case. think the thing is as well is as it's rotating to make sure when you're at the front you you would get the most of being at the front and mm. maybe don't, don't go necessarily a lot faster than the bunch but maybe put it in a harder gear so like if the bunch is going at a certain pace and you figure that out by looking at your speedo that when you get to the front don't try to shoot off and make it a race but mm. put it in a harder gear so you can do some strength work or you you know you can change your focus um mm. and so while you're at the front you can utilize that time mm. gas on i need some i need a water water top up well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've run out of water okay i'll pause it i'm like <laughs> I okay, just went and got so some water for John because he's, he's, he's my bitch. He's looking after me today. I'm a lovely guy. Yeah, I'm a so good that, friend. So that's, so that's sort of getting started. Um, now sort of move, moving out to when you're on the road, so um, sort of some general etiquette points. Yep. Um, probably the key thing is always try to be predictable um, and avoid sort of sudden movements. So you're, you're not trying to speed up quickly or slow down quickly or swerve or anything like that yep. um, because there is a... Uh, as it goes through the pack, it sort of it just mucks things up and uh, the people at the back end up crashing. <laughs> and they hate so, surging. They really hate surging, yeah. especially if you're rotating into the front. Yeah. Yeah, just do it, find the pace of the group and slowly go around. Yeah. Um, what else have I got here? Uh, when you're going along, you've got to learn to point out um, dangers. So that's your responsibility when you're at the front. Um, so you're pointing out things like potholes, drains, um, any animals on the road, uh, if you've got cars behind you, um, sticks, stones, things like that. Uh, so it's your responsibility to point them out. And as it goes down the line, everybody points it out so everybody's yep. aware of it. Because if you're at the back, um, you, you can't see anything and you've, you, you've got your trust in the people out the front. Um, probably a really big one, the next one, is don't overlap wheels. Um, yeah. so, so half-wheeling is a term that you'll, you'll get people um, saying. Really annoying. And what half-wheeling is, is, as it sounds, you're a half-wheel in front of the person next to you. If you're riding two abreast and you're in a bunch, you try to keep at the same level as the person next to you. Um, if you're sort of going in front of them, then then the person behind you has got. If they want to stay on your wheel, they're going to be half a wheel in front. So everybody's going to be half wheeling. Everybody mm. gets really annoying, and it's not just not an efficient way to do it. And again, you all of this sort of stuff is going to annoy the cyclist. If mm. cyclist. And, and it can cause a crash as well. So exactly, and it's harder to have a chat to the person next. And to that's you. a lot about punch riding, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Okay, avoid leaving gaps when you're following wheels. Um, you know, it's all about drafting and saving energy. So you want to be sitting nice and close behind the person in front of you. Um, not so close, so you're going to slam into their wheel. But you know, it should be uh, 30, 30 centimeters, something like that. Yeah. Uh, you're following pretty close, and and again, riding next to the person next to you. Just with that one, make sure that you're concentrate as well, because it's quite mm. easy, especially if you've got a big bunch. 
um, to be, fo- you know, kind of get on the wheel and then just lose your focus a little bit and you can go a little bit forward and tap their wheel. Like it, mm. it's, it's a really delicate kind of place, mm. especially if you've got lots of cyclists around you. So just make sure that you know your place and you just kind of, you know, consciously are aware of where you are at. Key thing is, is uh, I don't know if I've actually got this down here, but to look through the person in front of you, watch their front wheel, not their back wheel, because the front wheel is where you're going to get um, the action uh, and you're going to see if they're going to make any movements. So you just sort of look through and keep an eye on their front wheel. Mm. Um, when you're in a bunch, it, it is um, not uncommon that you're just going to tap into people, you know, yep. tap into bump shoulders or bump elbows. Um, like Bevan said, occasionally you may ride into somebody's wheel and yep. it shouldn't cause a crash. Um, so, just, so just be prepared for just a little bit of contact every now and then, especially if you're racing as well. Yeah, and don't get aggro. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, if you like these things happen, I did a race last weekend and I got bumped about three or four times and one of them was quite serious, but it wasn't, you know, it's just these things happen and, you mm. know, instead of getting aggro about it, just deal with it and move on. Yep. Um, Right, this next point is quite an important one, is sort of how you're lapping it out. Um, so lapping it out is when the people at the front sort of peel off. Uh, so first thing, is common sense, but you've got to figure out which way things are lapping. And it may change a little bit depending on which way the wind's coming. Mm. Um, but it may be, you know, you're going along and on, on a certain bunch, both people at the front peel off and they peel off to the outside and move all the way back. On other bunch rides, the front person just peels over to the left, and so you're just moving up in single file, and one file's going up and one file's coming down. You see so, his hand actions. It's so it's beautiful. We should, we should have a video camera in here. You've got a little video thing on there. I have, I have. Um, so, so figure out which way the, um, the group is lapping. And when it's your turn to go to the front, like Bevan said, the key thing is, is to keep a nice steady speed. So if you're going along at, say, 20 miles an hour or 30 kilometers an hour, when you go to the front, you try and maintain that speed. Your effort's obviously going to go up because you're going to be breaking the wind. But what you really want to avoid doing is going along at 30 and you think, right, it's my turn at the front. I'm going to hammer. Mm-hmm. Got to keep the pace up. Got to make sure everybody thinks I'm a legend and going up to 35k. Yep. Big no-no. So you want to keep a nice, even speed as you move up to the front. My hands are still moving here. Bevan's looking at me. Yeah, um, this is awfully close to me. <laughs> Come on. We're friends. We're not that, we're not, we're not that way. Um, so that's the key thing is make your movement to the front very, very steady. One, one thing with that as well is that know the person you're riding next to as well. Mm. Um, like, for example, I, I rode 180 ride with a, couple, a big crew like a couple of weeks ago. And in it, there were some really good riders, and then there were some riders who were strong, but a little bit older, and you know, just not really of the ability of myself and a couple of the other guys. And when I was at the front with some of the top guys, we definitely did push the tempo a little bit. But then when I was next to the front with some of the people who weren't so at top level, you know, I wasn't. You know, you really got to think about them as well. Hmm. You know, because they're working just as hard to be there, and so it's, you know, considering that as well. It's a team. It's a team. Yeah, it really is. Um, Obviously, this is going to depend on which country you're in, but uh, stick to the left or stick to the right if you're on the right-hand side of the road um, when you're on the inside. So if you're the inside person, you don't want to be pushing the bunch into the middle of the road. You want to be riding to the left. Um, Obviously, you don't want to be riding in the gutter or on the grass, but you do want to be keeping left so then the person who's riding next to you on your right can be nice and close and you're not out in the middle of the road and you're not going to have traffic um, tooting the horns at you and getting really annoyed with you. So, So keep to the left. Um, we've already mentioned being smooth when you're moving to the front especially important to uh, avoid surges Uh, the the group will travel quicker when you when you're all going at a nice even Mm. speed yep on to climbing and descending Um, when you do start climbing up hills uh, avoid following the the wheel in front of you too closely Um, it's there are quite big changes in speed when you're going up hills so just leave a slightly bigger gap Excuse me, I'm glad I've got my water here. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, if you need to get out of the saddle during a, a hill, 
be sure to change into high gear and maintain the same sort of speed. Um, so it's another little tip there. Just, just out of the saddle thing as well, on the flat, if oh, you're yeah. going to come out of the saddle, your bike slows down. Yeah. So you need to be aware of that. Maybe you need to kind of accelerate a little bit first before you come out of the saddle because mm. if you come out of the saddle, your bike slows down for an instant and if the person behind mm. you is right on their wheel, yeah. they're going to go up your bum. Yeah. And, um, and it happens often for new experienced people. And so the best thing is to either let the person behind you know, like I know when I first started kind of riding with Gordo, yeah. he'd say to me, okay, I'm going to be coming out of my saddle quite a lot because I'm doing some intervals now. And it was really yeah. good because I you to back off and uh and so and, and so if you're the person in front either let them know or do accelerate just a little bit to get that gap happening before you actually come out of the saddle generally you want to stay seated when you're on the flat though. yeah uh, especially if you're at the front um if, 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 if you move to the back then that's maybe okay if you're right at the back then that's mm. a good chance to sort of stretch your legs a little bit mm. um just another thing I haven't got down here, I don't think either, is uh, eating and drinking. Just be really careful when you're eating and drinking yep. that you're still maintaining your speed. It's fine to eat and drink in a pack, and you've got to do it. But um, again, you, you've got to keep pedaling along and uh, and keeping an even speed. Yeah, see, I always choose to eat when I'm at the back of the pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and I. also practice. Get really good. Like get really good at being able to pull your water bottle without without moving your bike over heaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As well. Okay, you know, digress. Uh, not too much. No, no. We're yeah. still okay. Um, I've got a few, a few more general etiquettes. Uh, Try to. Uh, this is a tip I often have to give new athletes that are, that are new to cycling. You you want to have um, a little bit of bend in your elbows. This isn't just riding in a bunch. If you if you're if you're not down on your aero bars and you're just holding on to your handlebars, you need to have a little bit of a bend in your elbows, and then your arms act like shock absorbers. So when you hit a bump, it just they just sort of take it like um, like shock absorbers do, uh, and then you're not you're not bumping and bouncing all over the place, and you're keeping a nice straight line. Yep. And another point I haven't got down here, which is a, a, a bike skills exercise is if you're out riding by yourself so completely off the topic yep. um, and there's a white line so on the <laughs> there's a white line on the road try right sometimes riding in a straight line on the white line it's actually a lot more difficult than what it sounds and try doing it on your aero bars and just try to keep on that white line and you'll probably find it quite difficult but it's a very important skill to have so I digress. Uh, just so you've got good control on your bike, and when you're in a pack, like like we've said, you want to be able to keep a nice straight line, not zigzagging all over the place, yep. not knocking anybody off. Uh, and obviously, if you can keep a nice straight line, and you can follow the shortest route around. Okay, the that's cool. Yep. Um, do not use your aero bars during a bunch ride. Never, never. Jamais, if any Frenchies out there, jamais. Jamais for the Frenchies. Never, never use your aero bars in a bunch ride. Unless you decide to drop off the back and sit maybe 10 metres off the back of the bunch, yep. and that's probably the only situation you can use them. Yep. Uh, it's just dangerous. You just don't have the same control. You don't have access to your brakes, uh, and it's just a no-no. That's why they're not allowed to use aero bars when they do bike races. Yes. And what have I got here? What's my last one? Yeah, pretty much the same again. <laughs> Trying to keep it nice and steady. Try not to slow down on rises or speed up on rises. Just keep uh, a nice steady pace all the way just, along. Just a couple of quick last points is that um, try to keep close to the person next to you, try not to have a big gap um, to the person either on your left or your right so that the flow of the group works better and lastly groups will break up in the hills um, they tend to be that the faster riders tend to take off and that seems to be okay so just with that but they tend to then slow down and let everyone else catch up so just be aware that that's okay when you get to those points. Nice. Right, we got music for questions and answers. No, we haven't know. because we just went questions and answers. There we go. Raise that voice again. Yeah, so we've already we've already answered a few of these. Um, so I don't know how many we've got, but we'll uh, rip through these. 
You can do the uh, first one if you want. Okay, uh, question See, answers. I got you off guard. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to do something else. Keep your mind on the game. Um, oh, wait a second, okay. Raymond Connor, he sends us in a few questions. Uh, I think you've already mentioned walk, run, walk plans, but it would seem to have started... Okay. I'll do it. I've got it under you go. control. I was, I was thinking of something else. So Ray, Ray, Ray Connor, um, one of your pom- pommies. So hopefully I didn't offend you before by saying you're. All, well, we've got a lot of try talk listeners, mate. <laughs> you know, bloody hell. Um, so he's just talking about a, a run walk plan for obviously I'm assuming during the Ironman leg. Um, is there sort of any suggested protocol at the moment? He does nine minute run with a one minute walk over the first ten miles. Uh, firstly, would do you think that's too long, too short? Um, to be honest, my answer is uh, I've had people do run-walk strategies and I've had people do run strategies and uh, there doesn't seem to be any hard and fast rule. I think uh, the key thing is, 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 as you've sort of mentioned there, if you do have a run-walk plan, you've got to be very, very strict with it. If you're yeah. going to walk, you've yep. got to be very strict and say, I'm going to walk, it's only going to be for one minute yeah, and, and it's, it's going to be, be a minute. and it's going to be a good good paced walk see I but, hate stopping I hate walking yeah because once I walk like like I didn't even try to slow down for aid stations I just try to be really vocal mm. and make sure they know what I'm coming because once I slow down to start up again oh, that's hard work yeah so so I tend to be of um, try to encourage people to, to run the whole way mm. um, but I know that for some people it really does work to have a run walk strategy but my big thing is if you're going to do that you've got to be very very strict with your walking um, and, and be ready to to break into a jog straight away so I think your nine minute run one minute walk strategy should be fine if it's worked in the past I think that can be just as quick as running say 10 minutes but uh, for, for myself and Bev and, um, and a lot of athletes I work with they, they do just tend to lose their rhythm a little bit yep. so it may be a case you're, you're perhaps better off just running marginally slower and trying to run all the way yeah, definitely. Um, we've we've already covered Steve's about the bike cleaning. Steve. We did the high nine, so that's uh, <laughs> well done, Chris. Chris in our, our news, he was talking about the uh, seventy point three. Yep. Um, the last one was um, Richard Cuddy. He wrote to us last week, I think. Yep. Uh, and he did the Aberfeldy Half Ironman, I think. Yep, that's right. Yep. Uh, so so well done on on getting through that. And he's just mentioned, actually, we've got a race that's coming up the weekend after next, so um, we'll mention it in the upcoming races now, but it's yep. uh, it's the Black Sheep, the Lost Sheep Triathlon. Yeah, this looks really cool. They had, I went on their website, and I actually went, I did my peas, as you know, <laughs> yeah. and I uh, went on their website, and they had a movie from it two years ago, oh, yeah. and uh, it's sold out, so you guys can't get on it for this one, but it's one of those ones where you may want to actually look into doing next year, because it looked awesome, the course. Very the, tough course. Yeah, and the, but it looked, it was one of those courses where you look at and just think, wow, that'd be an awesome course to do. Mm. It's not, it's, it's less than a half, isn't it? Or it's it about is. a half. I mean, time-wise, it's about the same. I've actually got a guy, a coach, racing in it. Um, and time-wise, it's probably about the same, but the bike's a bit short. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, they change it a little bit from year to year. I know the course you're using this year is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, pretty tough day at the office. Yeah, and so, yeah, but go ahead and check out the video. It's quite cool. It's <clears> a great way to promote the, the event, I thought, and had some cool music as well, so I like oh, that. Oh, you, you like a bit of music. We don't have a question from Matthew. Did we lose Matthew's question? Oh, uh, maybe I'd put it on to next week. I think I'd put it on to next week's. Oh, that's not good enough, mate. Matthew's there, you know, jeepers creepers, mate. Sorry, Matthew, what, what that wasn't me. Us? Oh, we talked about this on our bike Wait ride. Wait a second, it's got to be here. Matthew, question of the week. Here we go. I think I may have pushed it on to next week's show. No, no, we're so doing it because I know you've only got aero helmets. Oh, yeah. No, well, you see, this is this is my point. I wanted to do the high the high nine. I wanted to do a whole bike section on a different topics. Well, topic. we can do bike section on a different topic. It was we cleaning, the bike. <laughs> cleaning the bike. Cleaning the bike. Okay, we'll give a very few quick tips on aero helmets. Um, 
Yes, they are beneficial if you ride them correctly. Um, and what I mean by riding the aero helmets correctly is you need to have uh, it held in the correct position, which yep. I think for Ironman a lot of people struggle with. You need to have it so it's sitting on the uh, on your back, so your your head's your your neck's quite a long way back. If you watch Lance Armstrong, um, people like that, they keep their head nice and stable, and the and the the tail on his helmet is sitting on his back. If it's up at all you actually get more turbulence than it's worth and you're actually better off having a standard helmet it was funny because Floyd Landers actually had a little prick thing so it actually oh, touches we've, we've got a problem <laughs> his phone's Houston we've got a problem <laughs> it's ringing again that's, that's, no it's not ringing that's my alarm saying oh, okay. we're, we're, we're got a couple of minutes we've got, to, we've got to hurry I had this all planned no, I thought well, Matthew's no, question will hold it up but Floyd Landers week. had a little prick so he knew it was touching his back you're calling Floyd Landers a little prick <laughs> <laughs> okay any, any, other, <laughs> any other things I'm sure he's got a very good size prick <laughs> <laughs> We've just gone to a new level. Oh, come on. You started peeing on the bike. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, anything else? I uh, know. We've, we've got to finish this off. So um, my tips in terms of getting an aero helmet is, uh, yes, they are beneficial. You've got to keep your head in a nice uh, neutral position. So you'd otherwise, have to train for it for a long time yeah, to get used for that. Um, otherwise, I think you're better off with a standard helmet. Probably the other key thing that you need to be very aware of, especially if you're doing, say, Hawaii or a hot race, is typically uh, aero helmets don't have a great amount of ventilation in them and you're going to get a very, very hot head. Uh, so my my recommendation is don't use them, to be honest, okay. um, is to just get a standard helmet with good ventilation. You can get the water coming through your helmet. I'm still using my hand actions here. Yep. You can get the water through your helmet um, and, and I think the gains from aero helmets generally aren't worth the... One thing I was talking to uh, a cyclist, we were doing time trialling yeah. on the weekend, he was just saying that one thing he liked about it was that it kind of blocks out the world. And right. th- yeah, and that, that focusness he got within the helmet Which was quite great nice. for a short course yeah. time trial, but I think for 180Ks, you want the world and you want to be going more for comfort. Okay, so... Um, so that's a quick answer there. We've just got a f- we, You cut me off there before. Richard's had a couple of other points there. Uh, he mentioned a website... Um, markpollock.com oh this blind guy yeah this blind guy so have a look at there a uh, bit of an inspirational story he's done he's done uh, coast to coast as well I'm in Switzerland coast to coast in New Zealand which is sort of a more of a multi-sport race it's a big race over here so uh, yeah thanks for that Richard and that's about it okay. Look, yeah, give me another just question. quickly oh, no, yeah, I've got three minutes so I've got to hurry um, <laughs> Scott Paul just sent me his race report now one thing John and I were thinking Scott about, was the one who did our Faldi not this guy yeah get it right mate sorry Richard um, Scott, thanks for the email Richard but he sent me Scott. through a race report and it was really good I read the whole thing and he had some really good lessons now one thing we were thinking we could do with the website was actually have like a race report pages where you guys would send us your race reports and I think we'd only let you do it for uh, Ironman events or yeah, yeah so. I, think, I think so and so that you guys can send us and we'll actually put a web page up for you um, with your race report and that way you guys can share your information because Scott's is really good and there's some really valuable information I felt which you know you guys could read and get that information from so we're thinking about that we'd like to hear from you guys and see if you would actually like us to do that so can you just give us some feedback on that just a couple other quick things I just didn't know how the Pirates went I think they did German I never really heard of how they went mm. so I want to hear about that the Mexicans how they end up going and um, yoga website if you probably I think he's talking about the yoga DVD yeah um, yeah I've so got, you, I'm going to put on the show notes you can get that through my website oh okay well there you go uh, nzmtc.com yep. um, you can order it through there obviously it's being shipped from New Zealand so if you're in the southern hemisphere it's probably not too big a deal um, but if you are further afield um, Bevan can put a, an yeah, alternative put a source to for that and that's about it for no, today. Uh, I think there was a couple it's of things. It's a big show today. One hour and five minutes. Well, it's well, not quite finished. We've got six. one minute. We've got one minute. Um, next week or in the next couple of weeks, we're going to bring one of the top S- triathlon swim coaches mm, um, down to the show. Give a bit more on that one. Yeah, so um, we're going to have a top 
triathlon swim coach in. Aiden Woolley. Aiden Woolley, he'll be on the show in the next few weeks. So we want you guys to send in some questions. Now, here's a great, here's a great DVD. Oh, just, so, hold, hold that. We, we've just, um, we're, we're holding that back. So just, just shut. Okay. Um, but he's going to be on the show. But we want some questions from you guys. Now, try to be specific. Don't just say, I want to be a fast swimmer. How do I be a fast swimmer? Mm. Um, if you can give us some specific questions, some specific problems you've had in the past, um, we'll select a, a number of questions to, to put to Hayden, yep. as well as having a general chat about sort of uh, Ironman swim training uh he's a very be, very good coach yeah and he was a great swimmer in his day yeah. very fast yeah. swimmer. and he's a triathlete as well so he sort of does triathlon specific stuff mm. so we'll be doing that in the next week or two maybe next week maybe the week after and also came up a few weeks we've got a girl called M coming on who's the nutrition great sports we'll, nutrition we'll this. look at Evan's nutrition and yeah. analyze that wow it's been beautiful so anyway, quickly what do you got for the day what do i got on today he's got to get, get, get home to wifey yeah give, give her the car i could, it was it's, we haven't had the flashiest weather day here in Christchurch, yeah, and I decided to bring on the car bike road. instead of the scooter today. Um, but we did get hammered on the bike. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. No, and then I said 30 minutes off the, off the bike. John, John didn't do his 30 minutes because it was raining. Like, it wasn't <laughs> raining. It was hailing. You get very different weather patterns over 10 minutes away. Very different weather patterns <laughs> where I live. I had hail. I had snow. It did actually snow an awful lot last night. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. We hardly get any snow here. Yeah. Um, but just decided to snow last night. After at the weekend, we had 18, 19 degrees yeah. centigrade. So. I was riding in my shorts and a t-shirt, um, and a shorts and short sleeve top. And uh, We did have a question about why Canterbury is so good, but we're not going to do that today because we have to move on. But if you have any questions, feel free to email us at ironmantalk at gmail.com. Check out the new website. Go to our blog and give your thoughts on the discussion for this week. Mm. Um, it's been a long show this week, so we better wrap it up now. Uh, what are you up to for the rest of the week? Anything much? Any, any bike racing this weekend? Uh, no, I've got a workshop for the gym. I'm going to teach aerobics this weekend, okay. so do that. But I'm going to do a big seven-hour ride on Sunday because my coach... Oh. i got a new program. We should, maybe we should go over that. John yeah. took me through a new program, so... Oh, there's so much to do. But anyway, you, um, so any questions, check out the new website. Just quickly, people have been asking about the Dave Scott, uh, Mark Allen thing. I um, just had trouble getting that on Google um, Videos. So I'm actually trying to put it on YouTube now. So again, check out the website. Now, it may not be on today, but I'm hoping that it should be on at least tomorrow. So maybe even check out the website again tomorrow, and I'll have the link up for it then, because um, that's really cool. Other than that, you guys train well, and keep out of trouble. Mm, see you next week. See ya.